Welcome to episode 10 of Relevant Conversations for All. On this episode, we have a special guest, Shaheen Reed, legendary journalist, who will be joining us in our conversation. Um, we always start out talking about how much is going on in our world today. Um, you know, and I'm wondering... Shaheen, because you had some involvement with DNC, if you can share a little bit about that and uh, let us know what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What's up to everybody? First of all, thank y'all for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm humbled by the opportunity. And um, I have a show on Twitch, which is a platform that's that's really on the rise. It's, It's major... Um, mostly for like the gaming community, but we had a uh, opportunity to start a channel. Myself and my partners is called Behind the Rhyme TV, and I do a hip hop show every week called The Walkthrough. And we've had everybody from Will Smith to Dog, uh, Black China, um, Rick, um, Rick Ross, Timberland, a lot of great people. So the people at the DNC, they reached out to us to be a part of the uh, Democratic National Convention. And uh, we actually had the official um, Twitch channel for the Democratic Convention. And our whole thing was we wasn't really trying to sway people one way or another. Like, you should vote for this person, you should vote for that person. But mm-hmm. we did have a lot of great people on and we engaged in, in some dialogue, you know, not too dissimilar to what we're going to do tonight, talking about the issues that's plaguing us. We had um, young people um, from, like, yeah, young people to, like, uh, some of the OGs, like Bun B and Tamika Maori, who you see on the front line. Right, and, right. It, it was really great to, to be a part of that process and... You know, this is, if not the most urgent times, one of the most urgent times that we've ever experienced, I think, in, in modern mankind. So it, it's great to be a part of that dialogue, and uh, we definitely got to get out to the polls and vote Absolutely. coming up in November. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you find some commonality between um, the old school and the new school in terms of um, perspectives as far as voting and, and addressing what's happening today. Yeah, well, we had a we had a great panel with people like we have. Well, first of all, I interviewed some of the great people from Snoop Dogg, and with Snoop Dogg, we actually uh, incorporated Barack Obama. He's a big fan of Snoop, so he called. Really? <laughs> yeah, he said he. Did a, a special message just for our channel, but he said he wanted Snoop to introduce it, so we tracked Snoop down and he introduced it. And uh, we had Ti on there, we had LL Cool J, we had okay. we had a lot of great people and Black Thought from the Root Boots. And the commonality is that uh, right now it's, it's it's really a dire need for change. You know, it's a lot of stuff that's going on. From the racism, uh, the unemployment, uh, you name it, the pandemic, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. things get worse yeah. at this point. And the thing that a lot of people 
people that I talk to is, is the need for change. They're not happy with Donald Trump, and they, they want to see some, some new leadership. Right. They, they feel that it's time. If I could just ask a question, uh, Shaheen, with regard to the older people, younger people, uh, what are the differences that you might see with regard to how they feel change has to come? Well, I, I think one of the, the great things that we saw this summer with uh, all of the protests is the fact that obviously you hate that there needs to be a protest. You hate that there's so many uh, black men and women such as George Floyd and Breonna Taylor that are being killed by the police. And these things have been going on before anybody on this call or before anybody listening uh, probably was born. You know, this goes back to... <laughs> grandparents, great 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 grandparents. So right. you know, um, one of the things that, that uh, if if everybody watching the, the clips on the news, and even if you were part of the protest, you see that it was the generations coming together, and actually the young people was giving us, I think, this new energy to kind of push it over the top. You know, because. Um, you, you look at what they did in Martin Luther King days and, you know, what they did even with Fight the Power with Chuck D and all of them. I think that, you know, the, the, the protests went but so far. This year we saw just like a new energy where it kind of took it over the top. And, you know, social media definitely played a large part in that. Obviously, there was no social media back in the days. But, you know, this new generation... Um, they 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 did a, they 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 brought a lot of energy to the protests and to the situations that that we didn't have before. Um, whether it be you know, of, of course we we don't we don't tell people to go out and, and rip stuff up and we don't say uh, set stuff on fire, but there was definitely some things that was done. Uh, some of those things were not done by protesters. They was done by anarchists, people that were infiltrating. But, you know, no matter who did it, it, it put eyes on it. And um, it, it brought a lot of people together. You know, the hip-hop community. It, I, I talk about this all the time. You know, a lot of these young artists, they get uh, a little bit of backlash from, from the older people because they don't like the substance in the music or what have you, but, you know, when it came time to get on the front lines, a lot of these young hip-hop artists showed up, and they spoke out, and they're, they're still speaking out. And uh, I think we're seeing older people, the OGs, mm -hmm. and we're seeing the young people come together, because, you know, no matter what age, if, if, if you're young, it can happen to you. If you're older, it can happen to you. One, one thing... Uh, that's ironic is that racism doesn't discriminate when it comes to black people and the fact that it's going to hit the older people, it's going to hit the younger people, it's going to hit men, and then it's going to hit women, and we got to combat it. We got to stop it. Right. 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 Um, do you think there is a plan for the hip-hop community to help get the word out about voting? Because I know 
um, in some of the discussions that we have had on the sideline, um, there are aspects of the younger generation that tend to feel that their voice does not matter. So for them to go out and vote, they feel as though it won't have any impact on the current situation. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's going to be, it's always going to be some people that's going to feel like that, you know? And as, as you say that, I, I, I see a commercial for I Am Voter comes on. They just had a, um, a, a voting rally on television the other day. I think it was on ABC where they had a lot of people, Kevin Hart, Migos. Uh, it was the hip-hop community that was leading the charge. And if, if you look, if you if you really look at it, um, starting from like Bill Clinton with Puff and, and, and the voter died, hip-hop has been very, very vocal and very active with driving people to the polls. Um, with Barack Obama, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say hip-hop was the, was the biggest force bringing Barack Obama, but it was definitely one of the biggest forces that got Obama elected, mm-hmm. uh, one of the, the, the driving forces. You know, people was making songs, Young Jeezy, my president is black. So, and from everybody that I'm talking to, well, most of the people that I'm talking to in the hip-hop community right now, from T.I. to Snoop Dogg, who was going to vote for the very first time this election. What? Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he came on the show and he said he's going to vote for the very first time in this election. You even have the ladies stepping up, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion being very vocal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of the superstars are coming to the forefront. Fat yeah. Joe has been very vocal and very active. So a, lo- a lot of the community, a lot of the people, from the hip hop community, the superstars, even from let me, let me pull up this this uh, this young man's name. Give me give me one second. I gotta find this young guy's name. We had him on the show. He has a he has a great record out. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to him I'm, as as I, as I oh wait. Actually, I think that would be quite an innovative way to get the younger generation to come out and vote. You know, by seeing other people. What's your name? Yellow pain. Yellow pain. Yellow pain. Everybody who doesn't doesn't know uh, this young man, his name is Yellow Pain. Please look him up. He was actually on the show. And um, we had we had him sit in with people like he was he was the only he was the only uh, young guy. We had him sit in with um, L Cool J and Luke Skywalker and you know some of the OGs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he put out a record. He's, he's a young guy. This is actually one of his. He, he, I think he's like 21 or something like that. He put out a song this year. It's called My Vote Don't Count. And um, it's just about some of the things that, that you just mentioned about young people feeling that their, their voice is not heard and feeling like they don't have the power to go to the polls and make a change. And, and despite the title 
my vote don't count, he's actually flipping it and saying how much power that the young generation does have okay. with going to the poll. And um, it's the song and the video, it went viral earlier this year, and D.L. Hughley recently reposted it, um, I think like like two days ago, and it started going viral again. This is a young guy who has a great head on his shoulders, and you know, like I said, this, this young generation, they, they're really stepping up to the plate. The hip-hop community in particular has always been... Um, like their own leaders, <clears throat> you know. They, they we, we we've always made our own rules and um, our, our, our own code of ethics. And you know, it's it's time now where people like Al Sharpton and Reverend Jesse Jackson, who were leaders for like our parents or maybe even our grandparents. Right. These guys, they they're getting older, and I'm not saying we got to push these guys to the sideline, but they're getting older. And they're doing what they do, but we got more than enough great voices, great minds in the hip hop community that, you know, we we don't have to look for the new leaders. We are our own leaders. You know, you got people like Killer Mike, you got people like Trader Mm -hmm. who's always on the front line when when different things happen, whether it's the floods in Houston or the hurricanes or even Breonna Taylor, he was out in Louisville, uh um, protesting. He was in Texas protesting mm-hmm. right after George Floyd was assassinated. So um, we, we're our own leaders now and we're stepping up to the forefront and uh, we're going to continue to be vocal and voice ourselves and be active. Right. So, Shaheem, uh, congratulations on the great work that you were doing with the DNC. And um, we are pressing this cause that people need to go out and vote. The other thing um, that I'd like to know is how receptive is the DNC on uh, points that uh, you and other people from hip-hop might try to bring forth? Are they listening? Well, you know, (laughs) right now, everybody's listening. You know, okay. they're trying to get the votes. You know, everybody, right, everybody right. wants the votes. Trump is no different. You know, he, he, he's going to listen to certain things. Um, it just all depends on what what the action is going to be um, when they get into office, or you know, even if they even if there is no change and, and they don't get into office, they still got power to do certain things. They still see the wrong that's 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 going on and you know whether you're in office or whether you're out of office if you have a certain platform if you have certain power as you know we have Kamala Harris is a senator you know uh-huh. so, right. so she, she has certain power right. Biden, he's a former vice president he still you know has has clout in, in certain areas it's a lot of things that, that you could be doing now and definitely if you get into the office. I think right now we're in such a critical point that everybody has to has to play their part. I'm looking at these great uh, young men and women in the NBA 
NBA and the WNBA and, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know they're, they're playing these games in a bubble and this is their livelihood this is their profession this is the dream that they've you know fought so hard to attain you know most of their lives but they're still taking time out to protest they're still taking time out to wear Black Lives Matter and uh, you know post different messages on, on social media and be active and that's what it's about everybody gotta play play their part it doesn't matter it doesn't everybody has some some, some sort of power to, to do what they do you know absolutely you two queens are using uh, your platform to inform people so everybody could do it you know you don't have to wait for somebody to say okay uh we need you to do this now you see what's going on and you just gotta step up right right um one of the um significant things that we are constantly attempting to bring to light is um, the loss of democracy and we are seeing um, ever so frequently and slowly that our rights are being lost while we have a dangling carrot in front of us distracting us from the fact that we are losing our rights. And that is the major concern with having 45 um, acquire an additional four years. Um, we've already seen the amount of damage that has been done from the onset and it's very disturbing to watch his rallies and to hear what he is um, pumping into the people who follow him, the propaganda and the, the manipulation and the destruction and the, the ultimate forum of racism um, that is changing this nation by dividing it completely. Um, racism has always been, we know that, um, since before slavery, it started with the Native Americans and, and trickled down to um, black folk. You know, so we, we are well aware of the agenda of racism. However, um, this has been blatant. This has been purposeful targeting out in the open. Um, it's, it's disheartening. It's disturbing. It's, it's really something... That if we don't stand up now, we can lose all that the people who stood up for all of this in the past worked so very hard to do. Excuse me. I, I, absolutely. I, I think, you know, one of the one of the things that you hit, well, you, you made a lot of uh, great points, but one of the things I want to speak on, and you hit the nail right on the head, is that his, his actions and you know, his, his talk have given a certain empowerment to these racists to feel like they could do it. Right. You know, right. you look at, at Ahmaud Aubrey, the people that killed him wasn't police officers, they just was regular white people with guns. Right. Yeah. So, like, this is a black man in the, uh, in the neighborhood, he looks suspicious, He's a threat. Let's kill him. Right. You know, right. Right. murder. You look at um, these people that were shooting at these black protesters, and it wasn't just cops. It was some regular white people. It, it, it just went down in Oklahoma. It, you know, like it's 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 really 
serious. These people are, are, are feeling like they're superior. Yes. You know, it's, yeah. it's almost like some of these people have the complex of the master race. You know? Well, they do. We, they do have the complex yeah, of yeah. the master race. <laughs> you know, we, we, all, we all know the last person that was talking about the master race, how, how, how that ended up. It was in World right? War. Yeah. Yeah. We so, have spoken on that uh, quite often on this podcast with regard to there is no bottom for the person who is uh, occupying the White House right now. There is no bottom. So if we want to see the bottom or the, the lack of the bottom, then leave them in there before we will be yeah, I mean, look at the look look at uh, even when they had the the tiki torch situation. Oh they, right, right. Um, walking with the tiki torch and he called them great citizens. And <laughs> when it was time for the black people that was being attacked, you know, he labeled them thugs and you know people that was actually being attacked and just trying to defend themselves. If, if you look at it, I mean, everybody can see it. Like for the most part. Black people, we, we just, you know, we just really trying to survive, you know. It's not like, you know, of course, everybody, every race, you have people that commit crimes and do whatever. But, you know, for the most part, man, black people, we just trying to survive, you know. We just trying to provide for our families. It's, 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 it's tough, even without the police trying to kill us, even without, you know, Trump talking about us and, uh, saying you people and, and, and certain things, life life is tough enough without that. We we just we trying to maintain and you know we trying to be the kings and queens that we was born to be. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, some people want to cut that short. Absolutely. 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 Um, you know, the problem is that um, this has been systematically worked worked into the livelihood. You know, so that it becomes that much more difficult to reach certain goals, to achieve certain levels. Um, even education is is touched by this systemic racism. Where you live is touched by systemic racism, and it really is enough. You know, enough is enough now. Um, and and now there is this eminent danger. And yes, it is eminent danger because. We have someone now who is standing before the masses and pointing at black folks and saying, you are the cause of everything that is wrong in this country. And anyone else of color is the cause of everything that's wrong in this country. And the, the sad part about it is that his cult-like following believes that. And they respond to that. You know, and that is the danger. That is the danger. Yeah, well, one million percent. And uh, one of the other things that's really dangerous right now is some of the uh, the tricks, some of the um, some of the smoking mirrors that's going on with um, with people. And these mailboxes and this oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. voter suppression and 
you was to have like all of the different races come in and you ask the white people what's their agenda, they have one agenda. You ask uh, the Asian people what's their agenda, they have one agenda. Black people, a lot of times you ask them what's their agenda, it's going to be all over the place. We got to really get a clear picture of what we need and and we got to prioritize it. You know, like, like I, I, I love that we, the cops that killed George Floyd, they got to go get arrested. We, we were laser focused on that. Uh-huh. And it happened. Now, we went to Breonna Taylor. The people that killed Breonna Taylor, they got to get arrested. They're still not arrested. Her family got some money. Which, you know, $12 million to lose your daughters, you can't put a price on life. Exactly. We're still staying on that. You know, we're not giving up getting the people arrested. So, you know, we have to be just laser, laser focused and we can't be all over the place. We've got to be unified and we got to know when you go to these polls, you got to do your research, you know, like uh-huh. look up the people who you, who you voting for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think it's, it's really amazing that the NBA, um, when the players negotiated their contract, they worked it in where their stadiums would be used for voting. That was one of the conditions for them to play again. Um, so I think that's a great thing. And also, Stacey Abrams has been working diligently behind the scenes to um, get a stronghold on this whole notion of voter suppression and have people in place so that people can vote and uphold their right to vote without being tormented or um, you know, anything negative to stop them. From voting, um, I think, like you had mentioned, Shaheen, we're, we're going to see that. Yeah, not, not to cut you off, I, I just got to say that uh, I, I really love and just see how our black um, female politicians are really stepping up to the plate and just becoming um, major, major forces in 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 the game. You know, Stacey Abrams. Um, obviously, um, there, there's, there's definitely been some mixed feelings with Kamala Harris, with uh, her past, with uh, the incarcerations that she's, she's been a part of. And right. I would love to hear her, hear her uh, expound on some of that because uh, I think the mass incarceration of black people is yeah. a major, major problem. And it's also a smack in the face when you think about like all of these prisons and right. systems that benefit financially. Oh yeah, they're businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah businesses. This, this, this is this is big business. This is not just okay. You, you, we think you did a crime, or we find you guilty of a crime. You go to jail. These are people that's. Um, financially benefiting. I'm not saying that she has financially benefited, but you know, uh, she's definitely p- played a part in a lot of incarceration. So, you know, this is something where she has to come to the forefront and she something she sure. to speak about. But um, I, I love what Stacey Abrams is doing. 
Mm-hmm. May and Keisha Lance Bottoms yeah. from Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. London Bree from San Francisco. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The governor of Chicago. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are stepping up. And if I could just say with uh, Kamala, let's make sure that we're researching and not paying attention to this information that's being put out there. Not that anything you said was incorrect because, um, you know, we all have to answer for things that we may have done that we've seen the light on or so so forth. But I'm absolutely sure that during the uh, vice presidential debate, that will be brought up. And she'll, and hopefully she's ready to answer uh, the questions around it and make sure that, you know, uh, she lets it be known that there is the change. Right. And she's working toward change. Right, right. And, you know, certainly as the vice president, she will have some um, command and authority in releasing some of those people who have been in jail for 20 years for, let's say, a marijuana charge that right. is now legal, you know. Um, so, listen, 45 has been throwing his weight around and doing things like that. So. Um, I'm not suggesting that they should do it in the same manner because he has been completely um, doing his own thing to do that um, and completely tearing apart the Department of Justice in the process. But I am saying that she will be in more of a position to make good on anything that she may have since grown on. You know, the the bottom line is that um, what we have now, we cannot bring into the future. We cannot bring 45 into the future. We can't. Um, Our lives, if we think that our lives are different now, if he should make his way into another term, (laughs) prepare yourselves. Because uh, life will not exist as it does now. And I think we can almost guarantee that based on what he's saying, based on what he's been doing, based on what his constituents have been doing you know nothing is as it seems even if so something is right there on the tape he will manipulate that tape and tell people gaslighting them into believing you did not see what you saw you did not hear what you heard you know and this is something we have to be mindful of because the art of confusion is where the division will come in you know Uh divide and conquer and before you know it, we'll be in a place maybe like in the 1920s oh, where, yeah, sure. where, and I put this in quotes, everyone knew their place. Uh-huh. You know, so we have to be very mindful of these things. And, and again, we have to bring that emphasis of voting out. Use your voice. Use it. Do not throw your voice away on an independent um, ticket. Because that just takes the votes away from where we're trying to move. Right. You have to. Right. Very good point. Yes. Yes. You have to vote consciously. You have to be aware. You have to vote. Yeah. Um, Pennsylvania just voted down adding, um, what is it, the Green Party candidate on the ballot. So that's something that we have to pay attention to as well, because 
um, the other day I was watching the news and in another state, uh, Barr and uh, the president's minions uh, were blocking the mail-in ballots from being mailed out because they were trying to get all of those that were printed tossed in the trash because they were saying that the Green Party candidate had to be added. Wow. And uh, fortunately, the Supreme Court of that state, you know, uh, pushed that back and said, go ahead and mail out the ballot. So the postal workers were working into the night in order to get those mailed out. But however, this is what's going on in each individual state. I think you brought this up, uh, Shaheem, um, a little while ago. Um, they've been working all along, say, see judges and, you know, there are people in place so that they can get positive outcomes when they try stuff like this. So when we're, you know, paying attention to the presidential election and Congress and our local elections, we also have to pay attention to what they're trying to do to use the quote unquote laws the way that they see it in order to uh, suppress the vote and make sure that things go their way. So, yeah, this this is happening all over the country where they filed lawsuits and they're trying to have mail-in ballots tossed out and have them have to reprint it and then send it out in time for people to vote. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they're not a deterrent. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And like we all agreed on, that's something that we can absolutely expect in this election. Uh-huh. It absolutely is. And um, we had mentioned it before, but I'd like to mention it again, that if anyone out there is considering an absentee ballot, here it is select temporary illness option, which gives you um, the right to have an absentee ballot. And also take a picture of your vote so now you have a record that you in fact voted so that if your vote somehow does not make it there and unfortunately we can expect things like that happening too you have validation that you Uh voted Um, so these are all significant things so many things we have to be mindful of Um, but most importantly we have to vote wisely we have to be smart about it you know, and follow the trickle-down system from the top all the way to the bottom. We have to make sure we get the right people into the right places who are interested in the human voice. Agreed. Yeah, and, and, you know, everybody, I I would just say everybody could could use their voice, whether it's on a platform like this or whether it's on social media or even if you just make a phone call to your friend or your brother or your sister, like, yo, just be aware of what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So, that, yeah, that sums it up, really. And we are going to keep hounding that message until November 3rd. It's going to be a long November. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Because um, with all that is going on, it's going to take quite some time to count those mail-in ballots. But people also remember that you have the opportunity to vote early. Check 
um, your local government, check your local town, because um, there are various points in October where you will be allowed to cast your vote early. And those mail-in ballots, even if you take that ballot and you walk it to the Board of Elections, will be counted on time. Uh-huh. So those that Excellent. are mailed at the last moment, those are the ones that will be holding up the count. So uh-huh. um, if you can get that in early, it's all the better. So. Found out. Yes, yes. So Shaheem, I'd like to thank you for your time. You know, and all that you are doing out there in the world to help with this process. It's much appreciated. It's much needed. Um, continue to do what you're doing. And um, let's change the tide of what is happening. You know, Thank you. I, I appreciate uh, coming on. And, you know, I'm only, I'm only a phone call away. So, you know, when we get close to election, I'm going to have to come back and because I'm sure there'll be some more madness on the horizon. Absolutely, absolutely. And we will absolutely love to have you back. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for yet another episode of Relevant Conversations Fall. We hope that you will join us each and every week. And remember, find yourself some good trouble to get into.